505, come on. I know it hurts. It's Monday morning. If you don't know that, man, these Mondays. I thought we worked out a deal. I thought we were off on Mondays. I thought we kind of got the four-day work thing going. Now we're back to working five days a week. It seemed like it was like that for a little bit, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we picked up a couple Mondays there where we didn't have to work. Oh, well. We're here. You might as well get up as well and get going. It doesn't get any easier at 6 o'clock as it does at 5 o'clock. So you might as well just get up and get going. Already the 5th of uh, February. Uh, beautiful weekend for weather. Hope everybody had a chance to get out. I was over at my daughter's in uh, uh, Clayton over the uh, yesterday, and everybody was out walking the dogs, pushing the babies. Everybody was out yesterday. I mean, I was one of them, so I can't. You were out. Yeah, I can't judge. Yeah. Got nice a af- nice afternoon too. outside. Yeah, walking the dog, taking you know, cleaning out the cars, you know, doing that sort of thing. So. Yeah, spring has sprung mm-hmm. for now. Anyway, boy, did you see those stories about the big rain in California? Whew. Yeah, yeah. As, uh have some friends, obviously, still out there, and they're. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like they're getting some flooding and stuff right now that they're yeah. dealing with. It's pouring out there. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to continue for a little while. We'll hear more about that throughout the day as well. Had a. Uh, a great uh, day up at the hay auction. We'll look at the results from that uh, coming up. Before I forget, Saturday night I did a big charity event uh, in uh, O'Fallon for the Caritas uh, program here in Belleville. I had about 400 people there, Zach. Big crowd. Raised a ton of money. I mean, these folks were digging deep. We had a had a great time. Several listeners came up and said, we really like that Zach guy. <laughs> I said, yeah, right. What are you doing? <laughs> listening to what are you listening to so anyhow yeah so uh, always always fun to run into the listeners and when we're out and about so uh, congratulations to those guys they put on a good show and raised a whole lot of money on saturday night we got a lot to get to we got the markets we're going to visit with governor of missouri mr parsons we're going to uh, we caught up with him last week at the uh, corn growery um, meeting in uh, jeff city and we're going to hear kind of he's kind of getting down to the short rows, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of his accomplishments while he was governor and what he hopes to accomplish yet before he steps down. So a lot to get to. We better get started. Let's run to the uh, news desk. What do you got, Zach? Good morning, everyone. It is 36 degrees outside right now at 5.08. Two more juveniles are victims of gun violence in our region. Police say a 13-year-old girl on Saturday was shot while standing on a porch along Highland Avenue in Alton. At last report, she was in critical condition. On Sunday morning, a 14-year-old boy was shot multiple times along the 5,500 block of Floyd in North St. Louis. He is said to be in stable condition. There's no word of arrests or for either of these shootings. A St. Louis native who served on the Trump administration passed away over the weekend after being shot last week during an attempted carjacking in Washington, D.C. Mike Gill died of his injuries on Saturday night. His wife, Christina Gill, released a statement which reads in part, quote, his son departure has left a void in our lives that can never be filled. In this time of grief, we are grateful for the outpouring love and support from family, friends, and the community and extend our heartfelt gratitude to everyone who has reached out to offer condolences and assistance, end quote. Besides his wife, Gill also leaves behind three children. Gill grew up in De Pere and graduated from Chaminade High School. He served on the U.S. Commodity Futures Commission under former President Trump. Police are searching for a teenager who escaped from the St. Louis Juvenile Detention Center over the weekend. 
Police say the 17-year-old boy took off from the facility on Enright in North City late Saturday afternoon. The teen has been held at the detention center since December 8th on charges of second-degree murder and assault. The charges stem from the October 24th fatal shooting of 20-year-old Calvin Kelly in North St. Louis. The cause of a massive fire at a vacant warehouse in downtown St. Louis is still being investigated. Firefighters were called to the burning five-story building along O'Fallon and First Streets early Saturday morning. The fire quickly went to four alarms. There were multiple collapses of the building while firefighters battled the flames. It took several hours to bring the blaze under control. No injuries were reported. The Illinois Department of Public Health has announced that the latest data continues to show the spread of respiratory viruses is declining across the state. More from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. The state's overall respiratory illness level decreased from low to minimal in the most recent available CDC data. And the state is also at a low level for COVID-19 hospitalizations on the CDC COVID data tracker. In addition, the number of counties at medium level for COVID-19 hospitalizations is at 10 for the most recent week. That's down from 11 from the previous week. No counties are at high level. While respiratory illness activity is decreasing, the IDPH reminds the public that respiratory virus season can last into the spring and additional increases in illness rates are still possible. So get vaccinated and take precautions. And if you have symptoms, stay at home and avoid others. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. Time now is 511. Taking a look at the KTRS forecast today, partly sunny with a high of 51 degrees tonight, clear with an overnight low of 29 Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 54. It's currently 36 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to the sports desk, St. Louis City SC beat the LA Galaxy in exhibition play 2-1 as training camp continues in California. Nuke Torreson scored the game-winning goal for City in the 88th minute. Cardinals over the weekend made it official of the signing of relief pitcher Keenan Middleton. Excuse me, to a one-year contract, a 30-year-old should factor in the back end of the bullpen for the Birds in 2024. Number 14, Illinois knocked off Nebraska in overtime last night, 87-84, to win their third straight game. Coleman Hawkins led the team with 20 points to go, along with seven rebounds and five assists. The Illini are at Michigan State coming up on Saturday. Mizzou remains winless in the SEC after a tough loss at Vanderbilt. Tigers host Texas A&M Wednesday night with pregame coverage starting at 7.30 here on the Big 550. The Blues All-Star break will extend through the whole work week, taking on Buffalo this upcoming Saturday on the road. The Note find themselves tied with the Nashville Predators for the final wild card spot in the Western Conference. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. From
cows. We're remarkable cows. And wherever we go, it's a fabulous show. Oh, you know we are cows. That's right, we're cows. Uh, coming up on 514 Such on this Friday morning, 5th of February already. Love to hear from the listeners. 84126 is the text line. Pete down in Fenton, uh, Zach, looks like he's been working on his rain gauge over the weekend. Says he cleaned out the bucket. <laughs> Thinks that maybe it'll be more accurate now since it shows zero, zero of rain overnight. So uh, sounds like Pete's rain gauge now cleaned out the bucket and ready to go. So I don't know if that, I guess a bucket works. You got an inch in rain in the bucket. It's an inch of rain. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't, I don't know. see why not, right? I get close enough. Probably closer than my RG five seventeen sixty one three two T four because that dumb thing. I don't know what's going on there. I need. I I got to check it. I think there's a leaf or something in there, and it's not letting the water go through. But uh, yep, no rain over the weekend, and it doesn't sound like. I think we're in pretty good shape for the week, aren't we? I I we, didn't see anything. Uh, I think we have a chance of showers. Yeah, throughout Thursday night into Friday morning. But is that that is that that West Coast thing coming over? I guess uh, I'm not I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, it looks like late late Thursday into early Friday morning, and then um, maybe see a spot shower on next weekend on Saturday or Sunday. But it's yeah. like the main portion of the rain will be Thursday night overnight. I'm showing 65 next Friday. That's crazy talk. Yeah, 65. Yeah, I got 65 on Friday as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, warm, well. one the, warm one this week. So, and then yeah. I think next week though it starts to drop back down to regular February temperatures. Oh, I don't yeah. even want to look that far. Yeah, no, wanna... we'll just enjoy the, this week. How about that? Yeah, the livestock. I mean, not livestock, but the wildlife is out. Everything's out. I mean, the turkeys have been out. The coyotes are out. The deer are out. And the skunks are out. Boy, there's been a lot of possums and skunks on the roads. Yeah, uh, I've been smelling them. I've been smelling the skunks a lot <laughs> smelling, you know, along the yeah. road. I, I, yeah, everything's moving. I guess they think spring is, spring is sprung. I guess they're all out and moving around. So, anyway, be careful as you head out on the byways and highways of the area. Let's run over to the markets on Friday. Ah, just this corn market. We're going to start skipping it if it don't turn around pretty soon. We were another two to four cents lower. Uh, that pushed the old crop corn lower for the week's move with March down by a net three cents. December held on to. About a half cent gain for the week. The old new crop carry was up to 34 cents at the close. Um, USDA reporting 481.7 million bushels of corn was used for ethanol uh, during December. That was a five-year high for the month and was 5% increase from November's corn draw. The season's total to date is 1.83 billion bushels compared to 1.7 billion bushels last year, but it is still not helping the market. I... I don't know where this corn market would be if it wasn't for that ethanol. If you would put that 1.7, 1.8 billion bushels back into the market rather than using it for ethanol, this corn would be three bucks. March corn closed at 442, down four. May was down four as well at 453. Over on the overnight trade, well, we're coming in a couple pennies lower again. March down two at 440. May's at 451. That's down two cents. September new crop at 467. Down one and a quarter, and December trading at four seventy six. That's down a half. Uh, was down to four seventy five. Has come back a penny here in the last little bit of trading. Over on the soybean trade on Friday, 
Yeah, it was another hit and run there as well. We were down as much as 14 in the March contract. March futures net 20 cent loss for the week. The new crop November remained 17 cent discount to the March. Soy meal futures settled the day 4 to 490 lower March meal. Uh, held on to a net 780 gain for the week. Soy oil futures concluded Friday's market 83.87 cents lower. Um, other than that, not a lot going on in the bean trade. As you can tell, the market just got no live stats. Can data uh, will show Canadian soybean and canola stocks on February the 8th. Um, looks like uh, we'll wait and see what those numbers tell us. Traders are looking for the canola to come in between 12.5 million metric ton and 13.9. Uh, with an average of about 13 million metric ton, that would be uh, about uh, a little bit less than last year's 12.7. March beans closed at 11.88, down another 14. May down uh, 15 at 11.98. Overall, in the overnight trade, it's quiet, but we're in negative territory on the nearby March trading at 11.87. That's down one and a quarter. May's down a quarter cent at 11.98. November new crop at eleven seventy two down a, or up a penny and a half that is and January's up two and a quarter at eleven eighty three was down to eleven seventy eight at one point November twenty five you want to trade way out eleven fifty one that's up six and a quarter cents they traded fourteen contracts so far in the overnight trading in that period overall in the wheat trade we were lower on Friday with March uh, couldn't hold on to the six dollar mark closed out at five ninety nine and three quarters. July new crop at 613. That's off three quarters of a cent in December of 24 at 638. That's up a penny over on the overnight. We're down big time March at 593, down six and a quarter. July new crop just able to hold on to the $6 mark, 607. That's down six off a session high of 613. And December wheat at 632, down five and three quarters coming up on 520 on this monday morning the 5th of february it is uh showing uh, 34 degrees here in rural belleville with a wind chill of 30 so you'll need a jacket as you head out this morning we'll take a quick break take a look at the livestock right after this basement with a y that's basement e it's basement t basement e it's basement t oh basement t basement t i get it that's the basement waterproofing and foundation repair experts at woods basement systems Right. The All Things Basement Tea experts at Woods Basement Systems will provide you a free estimate and dry up that wet basement and fix that cracked foundation. Call 800-388-9326 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com. That's woodsbasementsystems.com. Don't let Cupid's dart miss its mark. If I can't trust you with my chocolates, how can I trust you with my heart? Send the finest chocolates on the planet this Valentine's Day and hit your mark. Saddleback Chocolates, O'Fallon, Illinois. Saddlebackchocolates.com. It's kismet. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900-plus patients who have found success with our FDA-approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20-plus pounds in 90 days. Book today, stlmedweightloss.com, or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. Nestled in the heart of the Hill neighborhood is the Hill Cigar Company. Stop on in. See the selection of cigars the Hill Cigar Company has to offer. While you're in the store, check out their cigar lounge in the back. 
Whether you're new to cigars or an aficionado, the Hill Cigar Company is the perfect shop for you. The Hill Cigar Company at 5360 Southwest Avenue. Give them a call at 314-776-4455. A cigar for every connoisseur. Morning Wake Up Call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Almost 521 already on this Monday morning. Text line says, I thought the point of the groundhog Puxatani Phil was to let all the other animals know when spring was coming. What did the groundhog say on Friday? Uh, early spring, I believe. Early spring. Early See, spring. That's, why, mm-hmm. that's why the animals are out. They think spring has sprung. Little, all right, let's run over to the cattle here. trade. We, whoop, do what? I said, yeah, all the animals this weekend were definitely just listening to that groundhog because they were everywhere this weekend. They were everywhere. Yeah. yeah. People, too. People in shards. You'd have, you'd have thought it was like 1st of May or something, mm-hmm, everybody, mm-hmm. out in their shards. And, of course, when you have a 60-degree or 80-degree swing over the period of a couple of weeks, it makes uh, makes quite a bit of difference. So, uh, anyway, sun's out. That sun's, and uh, and what we're like 30 days away from sunset at 7 o'clock. Yeah, what, when is daylight savings? What is that, March what, like 9th, 10th? Oh, uh, it's not very far. It's right after, yeah, right early into March. Uh, I think because, it's March yeah. March 10th, it looks like. March 10th? March yeah. 10th, yeah. Yeah, so what are we? That's uh, 25, it'd be 6, it'd be 4. Yeah, about 30-something days. Uh, then sundown at 7 o'clock in the evening, and then it's then it's mowing time. Then it's mowing time. <laughs> I can sm- you can smell. Oh, yeah, I was just going to uh, say, you can smell the grass already, I can't can smell you? that grass. Uh, speaking of, I was at that. I went out to the Seidenstricker Nobi Outdoor Show. Oh, yeah, how was it? St. Charles, you know. I went out on Friday. Uh What'd you buy? I, I had the checkbook out, and I, <laughs> I forced myself to put it away uh, for right now. They had, I mean, they had the zero turns from the little bitty zero turns to the great big zero turns. <laughs> and they had a zero turn with a 60-inch deck on it, 25 horsepower on it. This thing had LED headlights on it. I could have mowed on into the dark wow. on a mower. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got them decked out. Now, this LED light thing has changed mm-hmm. the world as far as as far as far lighting goes. Um, yeah, it had light bar on the front. It had them up on the roll bars. This thing was decked out now. I mean, it was – you put a little you put a little lift kit on it and some chrome wheels. You could take this thing to town. <laughs> now, um, still thinking about it, though. I'm still thinking about maybe – Maybe springing for a new mower, but uh, this dude had, had some kind they, they call it the, I don't know what they call it, some kind of a, a cushion seat or something. So the seat would kind of, it wasn't stationary on the machine. It was it, it would slide a little bit to kind of take some of the, absorb some of the oh, okay. bouncing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. They had a great crowd, a lot of folks out there uh, checking things out. So uh, hopefully uh, if you got out there to take a look at some of that equipment, but yeah, I had my eye on one of those zero turns, so it may happen yet. I don't know. I'm just trying. I know what'll happen when the grass starts growing. Then I'll get then really. Crazy. Yeah, you just got that itch. You gotta. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Uh, my buddy Jim Probst down there. If you want to bring one by, Jim, for me to try out for a couple of seasons, that'd be okay too. If you'd like to do that. <laughs> a couple seasons. <laughs> <laughs> a couple seasons. I'll let you know if I like it or not. Uh, let's run over to the livestock trade. Cattle trade was higher again on Friday, coming off of the cattle on feed report. 
Uh, February contract was 210 higher for the week and approaching a 40-week moving average. Feeder cattle weakened on Friday, five, 7 to 50 cent losses across the front months. That was after some big gains in the middle of the week. March contract was still up by 510 on the week. USDA confirmed Thursday cash business everywhere from 173 to 178. Uh, citing most of the action was about $3 higher at that 178 USDA's wholesale box B prices were mixed on Friday afternoon with the choice a dollar eighty six lower at two ninety three oh eight and the selects twenty two cents higher at two eighty three forty seven. Beef output for the week was listed at five hundred and thirty six point eight million pounds. That's two point seven percent increase from the previous week and one point nine more beef than the same time last year. Numbers for slaughter numbers at 3.1% above the last week and even with last year at 637,000 head. February cattle closed at 180.55, up 80. April at 188.75, up 57. June at 181.77, up 65. And the March feeders at 244.80, down 7 points. In the pork complex, well, the traders there trying to decide which way the cattle were going to go. They were trying to decide where to go and ended up bringing the pork in a little bit lower in the nearby with the uh, February contract at 75.57. That was down 22. April at 83.95 was up 20 in the pork cutouts at 88 even. That was unchanged. Numbers for the week, looks like they came in at uh, 1.95 million head through Thursday. That was 20,000 head more than the previous week and up 18,000 from the same week last year. Coming up on 527, let's run over to the weather desk. You're heading out the door. You better grab a jacket. What do you got, Zach? 36 degrees outside right now. Sunny today, high of 53 degrees, partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 30 Starting the morning off tomorrow with patchy fog out there. That'll be burned off by mid-morning, then turn sunny. High of 52 degrees on Tuesday with a low of 35 on Tuesday night. Mix of sun and clouds throughout the day on Wednesday. 56 degrees the high on Wednesday with a low of 46 on Wednesday night. Windy and mostly cloudy on Thursday. High of 60 degrees. Chance of rain starts late Thursday. Excuse me. It continues overnight Thursday into Friday morning. Low of just 51 degrees on Thursday. Could see some rain early Friday morning, but by Friday afternoon, be a mix of sun and clouds. Then sunny by Friday afternoon. High of 65 degrees on Friday with a low of 40 on Friday night. For the weekend, Saturday, mostly sunny with a high of 57. Slight chance of a shower Saturday night. It looks like it'll be mostly cloudy Saturday night into Sunday. And a slight chance of showers on Sunday morning. It will be partly sunny by the afternoon, though, with a high of 50. That's latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, thanks, Zach. It is 34 degrees here in rural Belleville. Let's see, we got a wind chill of 30 with the winds coming in out of the east at 7 miles an hour this morning. Visibility is at 9 miles. Sun up at 7.05 and sundown this afternoon. At 524. We'll take a quick break for the news. We'll check that Haymarket report and hear from the governor right after this. I'm Scott Shoemaker, fifth generation farmer. We raise corn, soybeans, and some wheat. Contract finishing hog site. When we uh, started our farming operation, a lot of our financing was you could only lock them in for five to seven years. Then I heard farm credits, long-term loans, and they also mentioned patronage. So we decided to switch everything over to farm credit because they could lock our land up and give us a good interest rate for whatever we needed. So we went ahead and refinanced everything with that and been happy ever since, and I wish I'd have done it 10 years ago. 
And then in the middle of the year, June, we get these checks in the mail from Farm Credit and they're called patronage checks. It's like, never got a check for borrowing money from a banker before. It's been a great experience with Farm Credit. The people that I've dealt with, they've been knowledgeable, upfront. Any question you ask him, he knows the answer. And if you don't, he has people that can find the answer for you. And looking back, I wish I'd have done it years ago. What if I told you that with one click to Wholesale Signing Depot, that's WSDepot.com, you can view the best selection of windows, doors, siding, and decking products that are durable, up-to-date, and energy-saving that will increase your home's value and comfort at Wholesale Pricing to save your hard-earned money. My grandson Elijah says, Are you kidding me? My name is Julius Krasanik, celebrating 51 years in this industry. Our local and family business is Wholesale Siding Depot. Please visit our website at wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. For name brand windows from Anderson and Viwinko, CertainTeed Composite and Vinyl Siding, Pro-V and Masonite Doors, Decking from Azac, Envision, Fortress, and Trex. We also offer a free contractor referral service to take care of your installation needs. Keep it local and professional. Please visit wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. KTRS St. Louis. We are Mizzou. ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. The water's rising in Southern California. It's been getting battered by extremely strong rain and wind since Sunday afternoon. State of emergency declared in eight counties. That's the sound of floodwaters in Santa Barbara. Senators have released their long-awaited $118 billion border security bill, which House Speaker Mike Johnson already says is dead on arrival in the House of Representatives. Today, a Michigan jury is expected to begin deliberating the fate of Jennifer Crumbly, the first parent in the U.S. charged in a child's school shooting. Celine Dion making a surprise appearance at the Grammy Awards last night, announcing the biggest win of the evening. And the Grammy goes to... Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift making Grammy history. That was her fourth album of the year Grammy. She says she is releasing another album this coming April. This is ABC News. 36 degrees outside at 531. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. A St. Louis native who served on the Trump administration passed away over the weekend after being shot last week during an attempted carjacking in Washington, D.C., Mike Gill died of his injuries on Saturday night. His wife, Christina Gill, released a statement which reads in part, quote, His sudden departure has left a void in our lives that can never be filled. In this time of grief, we are grateful for the outpouring of love and support from family, friends, and the community, and extend our heartfelt gratitude to everyone who has reached out to offer condolences and assistance, end quote. Besides his wife, Gill also leaves behind three children, he grew up in De Pere and graduated from Chaminade High School. Gill served on the U.S. Commodity Futures Commission under former President Trump. Two more juveniles are victims of gun violence in the region. Police say a 13-year-old girl was shot on Saturday morning while standing on a porch along Highland Avenue in Alton. At, last, at the last report, she was in critical condition. On Sunday morning, a 14-year-old boy was also shot multiple times during the along the 5500 block of Floyd in North St. Louis. He is said to be in stable condition. There's no word of arrest in either of the shootings. A suspect is in custody in connection with a fatal shooting in the Forestwood Park Sports Complex in Ferguson. 
Police say the victim, who has been identified as 47-year-old Daryl Shannon, was discovered around 4.30 on Saturday afternoon in the parking lot of the complex. There's no word on a motive. The suspect's name is being withheld pending charges. The cause of a massive fire at a vacant warehouse in downtown St. Louis is still being investigated. Firefighters were called to the burning five-story building along O'Fallon and First Streets early Saturday morning. The fire quickly went to four alarms. There were multiple collapses of the building while firefighters battled the flames. It took several hours to bring the blaze under control. No injuries were reported. The Made in Illinois grant program has been launched to boost manufacturing in the state of Illinois. More from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. Governor J.B. Pritzker of the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity and the Illinois Manufacturing Excellence Center have launched $1 million in funding for the Made in Illinois grant program, which provides up to $50,000 in matching grant funding to small and mid-sized Illinois manufacturers to support innovation and strategic advancements in manufacturing. To be eligible, the company has to be an Illinois manufacturer, have between 5 and 250 employees, have operated in Illinois for at least three years, and have had sales revenue in the last 12 months prior to the application date. Applications are open now through March 31st. Jim Fairchild, Kate Heroes News. A popular burger chain is set to open another location in the St. Louis area. A grand opening is planned today for a new Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers in Valley Park. New restaurant along the 2900 block of Doherty Ferry will mark the 18th location in the region. It's uh, 535 at 37 degrees. That's KTRS News. We'll be right back. Where is a great time to work on your trees? Hi, I'm Steve with River City Tree Service, your go-to tree service since 2008. Whether you want to trim your trees, need some deadwooding, or you want a tree removed in the stump ground, Choose the ISA Certified Arborist at River City Tree Service in Baldwin. Right now, we're offering a winter special that will save you a lot of money. Call 314-270-8071. That's 314-270-8071. River City Tree Service. 535 on this Monday morning. Well, yeah, planting season, the way this weather is, feels like it's just around the corner, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I'm not ready. The equipment's not ready. I don't have all my fertilizers bought. I don't have all my seed bought. And all of a sudden, you find yourself sitting at the breakfast table feeling overwhelmed or hopeless. Yeah, there is help. If you're a farmer or farm family member in need of some support to help you get through the day, call the helpline today. You can drop them a text. You can call them. We'll give you that email address in just a minute. The phone number is 833-FARM-SOS. That's 833 833- Three two seven six seven six seven. You'll receive confidential support from experts who understand the pressures of grain and livestock farming, and there's no cost to call. You can even email the counselors, as I said, at Farm Family Resource Helpline at mhsil.com. Farm Family Resource Helpline at mhsil.com. Everyone needs someone to talk to, and if you're a farmer or farm family member in need of that support, call the helpline today, 833-FARM-SOS. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. What makes SWIC your first choice? Is it our affordable tuition, convenient locations, and online classes? 
or the advanced training options in technical education, health science, and more. Whatever it is, Southwestern Illinois College can train you for an exciting career or help you prepare for university. Visit swic.edu and take a tour today. Here's our story. Tony and Denise, brother and sister team, born and raised in good old St. Louis, started in 2009. More like 1959. Started our business in 2009 with the idea of buying in bulk in order to save you money. Our sales staff will educate you on products and features that are most important to you. We can offer top brands like GE at the lowest price every day. Come by and visit any of our four showrooms or shop us online at theappliancediscounter.com where our, our savings, savings are your savings. savings. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 538 already, Zach. Folks getting ready to head out the door, heading off to work. What do they need for a jacket? Yeah, we're still at 36 degrees outside right now, so it's chilly out there right now. It will warm up today, though. Sunny today, high of 53 degrees, partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 31. Patchy fog out there to start the day tomorrow. It will turn sunny by the uh, mid to late morning, high of 52 degrees on Tuesday with a low of 35 on Tuesday night. Mix of sun and clouds throughout the day on Wednesday with a high of 56 degrees and a low of 46 on Wednesday night. Windy and mostly cloudy to start the day on Thursday with a high of 60 degrees. Looks like there is a chance of rain overnight Thursday into early Friday. Low of 51 degrees on Thursday night. Sunny on Friday, though, high of 65 degrees on Friday with a low of 41 on Friday night for the weekend. Saturday, mostly sunny, high of 57 degrees. Could see a light shower Saturday night into early Sunday morning. But for Sunday, once that chance of rain moves out by mid to late morning, it will be partly sunny for the day on Sunday with a high of 50. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Zach, I'm going out on a limb here. I would say don't put your heavy coats away yet. I'm no, I think thinking. it's uh, – I was looking at the extended forecast a little bit ago for the end of the month. Looks like there are a couple lows left where we're going to hit the teens. Oh. Yeah, just lows. That's not the highs, so we're not going to get that Arctic blast again. But, um, yeah, we still have some cold weather coming. And we still got that one big snow coming. Uh Uh-huh. Just write it down. There's Mm going to be one big snow coming. Yeah. I feel like you were saying that last year, too, and we never. Yeah, never. That one didn't pan out so well. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That prediction didn't work out so well. Uh, I'm showing 34 degrees here in rural Belleville. The winds are coming in out of the east at 7. That takes the wind chill down to 30. So it is still a little chilly out there. Visibility is at nine miles, and the uh, sun up at 7.05 and sundown at 5.24 this afternoon. Over at the hay auction on Saturday at the Hamilton Hay Auction up in Bethalto, boy, the weather was great. The hay came out. The buyers came out, had out over 100 bidders, uh, showed up at the auction. We had lots and lots of hay, and the market held steady. And uh, real quick before I look at the um, – we'll, we'll look at the numbers, but Zach – you know, we run. Like I said earlier we love to run into the listeners. You know, mm-hmm. so Saturday, mm-hmm. yeah, one of our loyal listeners was there. Had her daughter with her. Got a few, you know, some group pictures. I charged them for an autograph. Obvious, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. an award-winning broadcaster like me, you yeah. know, you, you can't just give those things away because I think she's probably going to put it on eBay, eBay or something this yeah. morning. Yeah, it's probably out there for sale someplace. But anyway, a big shout-out to her and her daughter for uh, showing up over at the hay auction. They actually bought a little hay and said they had some horses at home. So there you go. We love to run into the listeners. Over on the auction, we had, uh, like I said, a big run. 
Uh, on the small squares, we had uh, 550 alfalfas, and they brought 630 to 980. That 980 was some really, really nice green alfalfa. 630, it was a little stemmy, uh, had a little stem in it, which definitely makes an impact on that market. Uh, mixed grass, about 300 of those at 420 to $7. Alfalfa archard at 730 to 750 Straw had 850 bales of straw this week. Yeah, the straw haulers were there. 310 to $4 a bale. Alfalfa grass at 450 to $7 on the small squares. Over on the big rounds, had a lot of those as well. <clears throat> about 400 of them, as a matter of fact. Mixed grass. 35 to 95 a, a bale, and there's just a big differences in that grass. It can be everywhere from CRP bales all the way up to the really good, nice grass. Uh, had a short load of wheatledge uh, wrapped at $54 a bale. Alfalfa, short load of 37 of them, brought 95 to 107. Uh, let's see, here some, uh, had some wet wrapped alfalfa at 66 to 86. And then over on the three by threes by eights, yeah, we had a lot of those as well, almost over three hundred. A hundred and twenty alfalfas brought it one twenty to one twenty five a bale. Oat grass uh, fifty six to fifty seven. Had eighty four bales of alfalfa archard at one twenty seven. Uh, archard clover at one o two to one fifteen. There was fifty of those. And uh, let's see some alfalfa grass bales mixed at one o one. A bale, so uh, good buyer attendance, a lot of hay to pick from, and uh, there'll be another auction this coming Saturday. Sounds like the weather's going to be great for hauling hay, and if you're in the market to buy, check it out, HamiltonHayAuction.com. Well, Zach, the numbers are out. Listen to these. Uh huh. The Land Report Research Team has issued a report detailing who are America's largest land owners. All right. Now listen, listen to some of these numbers. All right, America's largest land owner, his name is Red Emerson. He and his family own just over 2.4 million acres in California, Oregon, and Washington through their timber products company. They're in the timber business. I'm going to guess he's got a little money saved up. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two and a half million acres of ground in <laughs> Even if half of that's in California, what's that worth? Yeah. Let me see here. Red right. Emerson. Who's Red Emerson? Check he is out. worth right now $5.3 billion. $5.3 billion. Mm-hmm. According to Bloomberg. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be darned. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, their timber company is Sierra Pacific Industries. They surpassed Liberty Media Chairman John Malone who has 2.2 million acres. And CNN's founder, Ted Turner, is America's third biggest landowner with almost 2 million acres in the southeast, Great Plains, and across the west. He's the one. He's got all the big buffalo herd, don't he? I think he's got some. He's like the largest owner of buffalo or oh, something. Oh, is it the guy who oh, owns, yeah. the one who owns CNN? Yeah, Ted Turner. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's the founder, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. Who else is the big number here? Uh, they broke the news in 20 scouts records to determine who are America's landowners. That's how they broke the news in 2020 that Microsoft's co-founder, Bill Gates, was America's largest farm land owner with more than 260,000 acres of farmland. Yeah. 
They used the same process to identify the the founder of the Shonda Investment Group as the owner of almost 200,000 acres of Oregon timber this year. I mean, just trying just to comprehend numbers. that, yeah, that much land. Yeah, just it's, huge numbers. Wow. Yeah, yeah, two point four million acres. You'd have to have a jet just to go check it out. <laughs> I'm going to go check on the farm. Okay, uh-huh. I'll be back in three days on the jet. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so there you go. Some of the big numbers: two point six or two point four million acres. Top landowners. So if you don't have that much, you're just not even in the running. Five forty-five. We'll take a quick break. We're going to visit with the governor of the great state of Missouri. Coming up right after this. Do you or a family member have health care coverage through Missouri Medicaid or Mo Health Net? The Family Support Division is required to make sure everyone still qualifies. You may need to take action to avoid losing coverage. Check your mail for notices from the Family Support Division and visit mydss.mo.gov forward slash renew to create an account on the new benefit portal and to check renewal dates. That's mydss.mo.gov forward slash renew. This message is sponsored by the Missouri Department of Social Services. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GIFT for an extra 25 cent per gallon on your first fill-up. That's promo code GIFT. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Governor, you talked a little bit about infrastructure, and we've talked that since you came into office. I think every year down here we talk infrastructure. I'm starting to get boring. Uh, yeah, but, about but so far we're doing pretty good. I-70 project looks like maybe that's going to come to be. Uh, talk a bit about your, your thoughts on infrastructure and the importance in rural, in rural Missouri. Yeah, I, I think we've just did a tremendous uh, trying to make sure we focus on rural Missouri just as well as the major highways. Look, I-70 is going to get all the attention, uh, Roadsport Bridge, Buck O'Neill Bridge. And, and the I-270 project in St. Louis, those are all big projects. But these lettered roads all across our state, you know, are just as important to those everyday farmers and people living out there as the main interstates. I know there's got to be priorities at some point. But what I will tell you, something could be a priority. doesn't mean you can't do something else. And so, for me, these rural roads are just as much a priority as anything else, and we can do both at the same time. So we're going to continue building on that and bridges and making sure our farmers have got ways to get to and from the fields and get their products to, to where they need to go. Absolutely. I know uh, we talked, I asked you one time, we talked about the new locks and dams that are going on in the Mississippi River. Right now the concern is that the level of the, of the uh, water there, what do you consider... Well, the, the one the one thing you can't control is is what those river levels are. I, I think it's how you prepare yourself when when I, I think I want to say at different times that you really need it, whether that be flooding or droughts. How we do that, but look, we can't control the droughts. I wish I I had the ability to figure that all out, but I think it's what we have to do is how do we react to them? What is the things we can do to help farmers and ranchers? Uh, to be able to get through those most difficult times. You know, we believe those rivers are going to be huge for our state to, to be able to move the economics uh, of our state, especially agriculture. But 
the end of the day, it's got to rain and you got to get water in there to make it go. But I think we're always going to be looking to improve the rivers to answer your questions and the ports to expand those. And you mentioned youth and agriculture. Some thoughts on how, how we're going to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a huge challenge. I mean, I mean, you, when you look in this country in the 40s and 50s, uh, probably 50% of the people in this country had a, with an ag relation in their family. Today, that's down to 2%. So the question becomes, number one, how do you even feasibly do it financially to be able to do it? So how can we do things to help incentivize young people to get into agriculture? How can you get them to buy a farm, the equipment, and be able to need to be able producers to be able to do that? And we have to look at it from a business perspective, not a farmer's. We, we have a tendency to do that a little bit, you know, about the risk factors and all of that. But the reality of it is we got to make a path forward for young men and women to be able to go be the farmers in there. So there's a lot of work to be done. you got to make sure you can provide them health care, for example, like we do everybody else. Agriculture in Missouri was extremely important to uh, Governor Parsons. Since he is a cattle rancher, he knows the talk and he knows the walk and he knows what the industry needs as well. So uh, we wish him the best as he moves forward. And I asked him if he was ready to get home to his ranch, and he said, yeah. He was ready to uh, get back home and, and get back to his cattle. So uh, I guess his term is heading uh, is just about up. So it's always good to have on, from the agricultural aspect to have a governor that knows a little bit about what's going on out on the farm. 5.50, time to head back over to the weather desk. This report brought to you by our friends over at Viviano Heating and Air. What do you got, Zach? 36 degrees outside right now. Sunny today with a high of 53 degrees. Partly cloudy overnight tonight with a low of 30 patchy fog to start the morning tomorrow with a high of 52 degrees plenty of sun once that fog burns off by mid to late morning mostly cloudy tuesday night though with a low of 35 mix of sun and clouds on wednesday with a high of 56 and a low of 46 and on thursday windy and cloudy to start the day chance of a shower thursday night high of 60 degrees on thursday again could see rain overnight thursday into friday morning 65 degrees the high on friday with plenty of sun And for the weekend, Saturday, mostly sunny with a high of 57. Could see a spot shower Saturday night into Sunday. Partly sunny throughout the day on Sunday, though, once that rain moves out with a high of 50. That's latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Showing 34 degrees here in rural Belleville. That wind chill now is down to 29 as that breeze keeps coming in out of the northeast at 7 miles an hour. Visibility is now at 10 miles, so it has cleared up just a little bit. Sun up at 7.08 and sun down. At 527 this afternoon. Well, were you tempted to open the windows up uh, over the weekend and let some fresh air in, thinking, well, maybe spring's here and we made it through another winter without blowing up the furnace? Well, cold weather, as we were just talking, is still coming. And, yeah, if that furnace isn't operating right and you're on the Illinois side of the river, who are you going to call? Viviano Heating and Air. Don Viviano and his team. They can get you back up and running. Maybe you know you need a whole new system. Well, it's a great time to do it if you're going to do it. Right now, with the weather the way it is, you can get that new system in and be ready when it turns back to winter. And, yeah, it will come back here in the next couple of weeks. So winter's on the way. Make sure that furnace is ready to go. Who are you going to call if you need service? Viviano Heating and Air. As I said, they only operate on the Illinois side of the river. Good news for us. That means they got trucks in your neighborhood. Check it all out at VivianoAir.com. That's the website. Great place to start. Tells you all about the company, how to get a hold of them. VivianoAir.com. Check it out today. 
Basement with a Y. That's Basement E. It's Basement T. Basement E. It's Basement T. Oh, Basement T. Basement T. I get it. That's the basement waterproofing and foundation repair experts at Woods Basement Systems. Right. The all things Basement T experts at Woods Basement Systems will provide you a free estimate and dry up that wet basement and fix that cracked foundation. Call 800-388-9326 or go online to WoodsBasementSystems.com. That's WoodsBasementSystems.com. Let's talk about your tile floor. Are the high traffic areas darker than the other? Hi, everybody. McGraw-Millhaven here for the Grout Medic. That discoloration is years of dirt and buildup. The Grout Medic will professionally clean and then seal your grout so it's one consistent color again, just like the day you installed it. Their sealer protects for 7 to 10 years. 636-317-8860 or online at GroutMedicSTL.com. You can even change the color of your grout. GroutMedicSTL.com. From ABC News, Wall Street Now, the chairman of the Federal Reserve saying that the Fed is eyeing three rate cuts this year, but not for a few more months. Fed Chair Jerome Powell telling CBS's 60 Minutes that its next meeting, set for March, likely too soon for any cuts. Many economists expecting to see cuts starting in May or June. Overnight futures pointing to a slightly lower open on Wall Street this morning. Last week's gains in big tech stocks helped buoy markets. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos looking to sell off some of his company's stock. A filing from the company says he plans to sell up to 50 million shares over the next year. At its current price, that would equal about $8.5 billion. Boeing says its supplier has discovered another problem with fuselages on its 737 jets that might delay deliveries of about 50 aircraft. A letter to staff said the worker at the supplier discovered improperly drilled holes in the fuselages, but that they don't consider it an immediate safety issue and all 737s can continue operating. Mark Remillard, ABC News. And it looks like the market's off about 36 points uh, as we get started this morning. Zach, back to the uh, text line. Uh, one of the listeners says, Ted Turner owns land from Mexico to Canada, and he wanted to ride a horse through the U.S. on his property. <laughs> Now, that'd be a pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, do that. How many bales? Or would you say he has, when we talk about buffalo, would you say he's got 51,000 51, buffalo? 51,000 buffalo head right now, yeah. According to Google, count, but. How do they count them? How do they know? That's, that's a, a great guess. That's a great question. Figured you'd be yeah. an expert on it. Well, I practically used to be a <laughs> buffalo hunter. Uh, then they outlawed it. Uh, let's see. How many bales do people typically buy? Enough to get through until the next auction or enough to finish out the season? Well, it varies. Some people come every couple of weeks and they we sell them. The little bales get sold in stacks of 25. So there's a lot of people coming up like once every couple of weeks and they buy 25. And then they when that runs out, they come back and buy 25 more. Some of the big operators, guys with a lot of cattle, they come and buy semi-loads of hay. Uh, for some of them, that's just stockpiling it, getting it ready in case they run short. And for other guys, it's a semi-load of hay. Don't get them very far. That might get them a couple of weeks, depending on how many cattle they've got at home. So it kind of varies. Some people buy uh, for the long term, and other people buy just to get through for another week. So uh, it just kind of varies. But we sell it in all different. Uh, the little bales, as I said, are in 25s. And then the big bales are so much a bale, take as many as you need. So some people take two every month or every week. Other people buy 80 of them at a time. So it just kind of varies. 
everybody's programs are different. 556, running over to the markets as we wrap it up this morning. Looks like we're coming in about two cents lower on the corn trade as, again, traders just try and decide where they want to go with this corn market. We need some kind of news to turn it around. We're two and a half lower in the March contract at 440. That's off a high of 442. Uh, May is at 451. That is down one and three quarters. September new crop at 467, down one and a half. And December 24 trading at 476, down a half cent a bushel. December of 2025, yeah, just around the corner, 484. That's down a penny and a quarter as we get started this morning. Over on the soybean trade, it's kind of quiet and mixed. We were a little lower in the nearby, penny and a half off in the March contract at 1187. May's at 1197, down a half. November new crop at 1172, down a penny and a half. In January of 2025, at 1183, down two and a quarter. And right now, there is only one month, July of 24, there's only one month on the board for the next couple of years. $12 plus. Everything else is in the $11 bracket. Overall in the wheat trade, we're about six cents lower right down the board after being lower on Friday. March is at five ninety three. July new crop at six oh seven. Down six cents a bushel. That music means McGraw's in the wings. We are out of here. We'll keep an eye on the markets. Have updates at 10 and 12. And then with any luck at all, we'll all get back together tomorrow morning at 5. Have a great day. Apple's very expensive $3,500 Vision Pro headset is now on sale. But what if someone sits down next to you wearing one of these things? Here's what you need to know. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com slash Kim. Even though it looks more like a snow ski mask than anything else, when someone straps on a Vision Pro headset, they're strapping on the equivalent of a few souped-up iPhones. There are two depth sensors, six microphones, and 12 HD cameras. All these sensors continuously track everyone around them in three dimensions. The Washington Post says that every hand gesture, every eyeball flick, and every movement is tracked and recorded. Of course, I need not remind you that when you're in public, you have no legitimate right to privacy. Even so, when you see a Vision Pro headset, you do have a right to know that you're being tracked, recorded, and no one knows where all that collected data is going. Be sure to sign up for my free newsletter right now at getkim.com.